The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. gonna turn this show over to you guys um you know i have a co-host on the show today do not have a guest on the show today it's just gonna be me and i'm gonna answer a lot of you guys questions um i guess i shouldn't really say questions but i'm gonna talk about a topic that we tweeted out on the blogging the boys twitter account um late tuesday night um we asked what is the biggest concern about the dallas cowboys and the cowboys are coming off if not their most impressive win in the last, I don't know, six to seven years, one of the most impressive wins over the last six to seven years over the Minnesota Vikings, 40-3. to three. Um, Just an absolute dominant performance from the Cowboys, offensively, defensively, special teams. They checked just about every box possible. They ran the ball well. They threw the ball well. They played run defense relatively well. They played pass defense exceptionally well. They did well in the kicking game. They did well in the punting game, the coverage game. Just everything looked great. Um, and if the Cowboys can play that brand of football down the home stretch of the season and into the playoffs, they have a really good chance of going further than they've been um, in a long time. And again, that's what we're going to kind of get into today. Um, we've talked a lot about the things that they're, they've done right, um, some of the things they did right Sunday evening, some things we're hoping they'll carry into this Thanksgiving game that's coming up here um, on Thursday afternoon. Um, but we really wanted to look at what are the fans' biggest concerns about the Dallas Cowboys right now um, because everyone's talking about them as being – cream of the crop in the NFC. Um, But as anyone listening to this knows, I know anyone who covers this team knows is that we always seem to get let down. And that was kind of the topic of conversation 
coming out of Green Bay uh, the week before this Minnesota win was was this team for real or was were they doing the same thing? They beat up on the Lions, they beat up on the Bears, they beat up on the Giants, they beat up on the Commanders. We hadn't seen them beat a quote-unquote good team since they beat the Bengals uh, back in week two uh, with Cooper Rush at quarterback. Um, but they did that. They came, they bounced back, they played against a 8-1 and Minnesota Vikings team that has one of, if not the best wide receivers in the game, and Justin Jefferson, one of the better running games in the NFL with Dalvin Cook at the helm, Alexander Madison, TJ Hawkinson. They have the offensive firepower, and they have been better on defense this year than they have been in recent years. Um, but we had them come out and prove a lot of us wrong because I was wondering if the the 6-3 and three start was a little bit fluky. Um but they kind of proved me wrong. They proved a lot of people wrong. They came out and absolutely dominated the Vikings. And the biggest question, like I said, that question we ask is what is your biggest concern about the Dallas Cowboys right now? few things we get. And probably the most obvious and the most, um, the most consistent answer is consistency. Um, and I think that that's probably would be mine. Because since Dax returned, they did play good offense against the Lions. They played good offense against the Bears. They played so-so offense against the Packers. They did enough to win that game on the offensive side of the ball, but they just couldn't punch it in when they really needed to in the end of the game. And then they played really, really good offense against the Vikings. Um, So while the Packers results, I think, left a lot of people confused, even though, I, I, again, going back to it, they played well enough on offense to win that football game. They had a 14-point lead with the fourth quarter to go, pretty much, and they defense just could not get stops. They could not get that turnover. They could not put pressure on Aaron Rodgers. They could not stop the run. It was a combination of things, but the defense really kind of let the team down. Um Against the Packers. So I think the the thing was to see both offensively and defensively this team step back up against a good Minnesota Vikings team and play a consistent, good brand of football. And they did. Um, So now, like a lot of the answers we got on that tweet is, can you consistently come out and show it again? Um on a short week against the Giants. But the Giants have a short week, too. The Giants are battling injuries. The Giants are battling the the NFL sickness that's kind of going around right now. And while, while you know, you don't want to make too much of one game, we kind of were looking at this Minnesota game as a as a way of tracking where this team is in the NFC. And I think this Giants game is going to be the same way. Um, They've struggled on Thanksgiving a lot here recently, um, but they need to come out. You know, they, they played pissed off. They played inspired against Minnesota. They need to come out and do that again. We need to see that offensive consistency, the defensive consistency. um, And we just need to see this team dominate the New York Giants on Thursday, on Thanksgiving. Um, That, not saying that makes you any more legit than you already are, but it makes the fan base 
And it should make everybody feel a little bit more confident that this isn't the same old Cowboys. Because after that Packers game, that's what everybody thought. It was the same old Cowboys. They were going to, you know, beat up on the bad teams and they were going to struggle against the good teams. Um, So that consistent carryover from Minnesota to the New York game would just be, it would be a step in the right direction of making the fan base, the team in general, the organization, everybody just feel a little bit better that this has a chance to be a different year. And the Giants aren't, even though the record says they're a good team, they're not great. Um, They're banged up. They don't have a ton of weapons on the offensive side of the football outside of Saquon Barkley. Daniel Jones, while he's been a threat with his legs, um, still is a guy who struggles to really get it going through the air. Their defense has been better this year, um, but still they have areas that you can attack on the defense side of the football. So consistency, carryover um, from Minnesota to this New York game is going to be key, and that's the biggest concern for me, and that's the biggest concern for a lot of people right now uh, because we've never seen this team be consistent. Last year we saw them beat a really good, you know, I say really good, a good uh, New England Patriots team on the road in Gillette Stadium. Obviously, we know what happened. Dak got hurt on the last play of the game. They come out, you go on the bye week, you come out, you look awful against the Broncos, and you come out and you beat the crap out of the Falcons the next week. And you're like, oh, okay, they're, they're fine. But it was almost a week-to-week thing for this team, and that's what we want to see them break this week. We don't want to see them and, – and that's where I think it's a little bit – this season is different than years in the past already because we saw them play – while they started off slow against the Lions, they really got it going in the second half. The Bears game, I thought the offense was really good. The defense was was okay. Again, the Bears offense, when Justin Fields is running the football the way he is, it's just a tough thing to defend. Um, it's not, you know, your same old offense. It, it's just tough to defend with a quarterback running as much as he is. Um and that's really what they did. They didn't torch the Cowboys through the air by many mean any means. It was a lot of Quarterback runs, some design runs, some scrambles, David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert. Um, So I really don't take the defense results against the Bears as a negative that much just because it's kind of an anomaly, but then they come out against the Packers and really just couldn't get it done. So we've seen this defense be consistent enough this year to know that they're going to be fine, um, in my opinion. It's just a whole – team brand of football that we want to see more consistent uh the offensive side the running game the passing game you know the quarterback the receivers just running the right routes whatever that is we just want to see them carry it over um and then the second thing that we're getting a lot of feedback on based on that tweet and we'll go through you know the two things i want to spend a lot on is you know consistency which we talked about a lot and then run defense um, the run defense is just such an interesting thing because to start the year, they did a pretty damn good job at run defense. Um, they, you know, they, they didn't get gashed, but I think what got to happen was these, the, and again, I, I've kind of stood on an Island here. A lot of people might disagree, but I think they've been pretty fine defending the run along the interior of the defensive line. A lot of their issues have come out wide. Um, 
and that's come out wide away from DeMarcus Lawrence because DeMarcus Lawrence still doesn't get ran at a ton, and when he does, he makes stops. Um, so DeMarcus Lawrence has been a really, really, really good run defender against um, again, but when you've had Dante Fowler playing on the edge, you've had Dorrance Armstrong playing on the edge, you've had Michael Parsons playing on the edge, they've attacked that edge a lot. Um, and that's something that we're just going to have to see improve. We're going to have to see Dorrance Armstrong, Dante Fowler, Michael Parsons, Sam Williams, whoever it is on that right side for the most part, or left side when Lawrence does bounce over to the, the right side to rush play the run, whatever. We just have to see those guys play a little bit more sign of helmet football. Um, I know a lot of people, you know, they, they traded for Jonathan Hankins, and I think he's been a solid addition to his team. But a lot of people, you know, when Philadelphia signed Ndamukong Sue and Linval Joseph, they were like, we should have done that. I don't think anybody you add to the interior is going to help the run defense a whole lot. It, it goes back to when we've heard the guys say, we've heard J. Ron Kirst, Michael Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, these guys say it multiple times. Is it comes back to doing your job, not trying to do too much. And again, if if the defensive end rushes too far upfield or they don't get around on their twist or their stunt, that leaves a lot of space for a running back and an offensive line to attack one linebacker at that point because you're giving you're giving space and you can't give space to. You can't give an entire hole or an entire edge to two offensive linemen or a running back because you're not going to win the numbers battle there. And that's what it comes down to is if if you don't do your job and you go off script or you try to do too much and then you get washed out of a play, the offense is going to always have numbers because if that guy gets taken out of the play, you have moving guards, moving centers, tight ends. Even if it's just one-on-one, a lot of times that one-on-one running back against a boundary corner or a linebacker, you know, Leighton Vander Esch, who's played pretty good this year but might struggle to get off some blocks or might struggle to really run and chase some of these more athletic backs in space, they're not going to win that battle. So it just puts puts a lot of stress on, on your second-level defenders. Um, when you're first-level guys, your, your defensive ends, your – you know, maybe here and there it is your defensive tackles just don't do their job. Um, so those are those were two of the biggest concerns. And like I said, I, I feel pretty comfortable. The offense has been relatively consistent. I mean, going back to it, you look at what the offense has done since Dak's return. Um, it's hard to really kind of complain about it. I mean, they they – from a points perspective, I mean, you can talk a little bit about the consistency there. I get it. But they put up 24 against the Lions, 49 against the Bears, 28 against the Packers, 40 against the Vikings. That's not a bad little roll of points scored for your offense. Um, I just think it's getting both sides of the ball on the same page. You know, the the game against the Bears where the offense was clicking on all cylinders, the defense had its struggles. Um Packers game, same thing. It was kind of, you know, the offense was was fine. Could have been a little bit better. Could have willed them to victory, maybe you can say. But they were good enough. But the defense just couldn't get stops when it needed to. Um, even though it kind of really, really did do a nice job in the, the first half. So last week was the first week where we've seen this offense and this defense clicking on all cylinders on both sides of the ball um, in all phases of the game. And that's what that consistency standpoint that we've talked about so far, we just need to see that show up. 
run defense, I think it's just going to have to come back to guys doing their jobs and playing the, the run the right way, you know, not chasing the sacks, not chasing the pressures, being a smart, heady, high football IQ guy, knowing the down and distances you should expect runs, knowing the down exi- down and distances you can pin your ears back and go after the quarterback. Um, so that's, you know, that's kind of the, the two big areas um, that we're kind of concerned with right now as Cowboys fans um, and people, you know, who cover this team. Some other people have said like Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore. Um, I have like, I don't really have concerns with Kellen Moore. I just have more consistency questions with Kellen Moore. Um, my only issue with Kellen Moore is I feel like when when you get in the red zone, you just don't see as much success. I know last week they put up a stat that the Cowboys have had the second best red zone offense in the NFL this year. I think that's what it was. That just surprises me because I always feel like they kick a lot of field goals in the red zone, but they might not score a lot in the red zone. You know, I I I think they punch it in, you know, they get down to the one, two, three, four, you know, inside that five, they punch it in because they just run it a couple times and get it in. But I think the passing concepts, route, you know, route concepts and all that kind of just get a little clunky closer they get to the the end zone um that's just one thing i think kellen moore just learn from he needs to kind of prove improve on that and learn you know how to just be a little bit more creative when the space doesn't give him enough room to run some of those deeper posts you know the high low concepts that he he does like to run um so i think that that's one for me that i just think when you get in that 20 to 15 yard line mark how can you score you know because if you don't get a new if you don't get a new set of downs if you don't get a first down or once you get in that first and goal from the nine how can you score if you don't run it three times because I do think that that's an area they're gonna have to show improvement on they're gonna have to get a little bit more creative with the way they scheme things up um but I'm not concerned with Kellen Moore at all I think he's fine I think he's still a what a third third fourth year offense coordinator so he's still learning improving picking up things learning new tendencies learning new concepts and I think that that's something he'll get better at as the uh the season goes on but everything in between the 20s I've been really impressed with with Kellen Moore this year like any offensive coordinator there's going to be some times where you're going to complain about the play calling um but he's fine um and while I'm not a huge Mike McCarthy fan you know I think at times, I guess you can say that I think he gets a little too much credit for what this team does. I mean, he seems to have them prepared for the most part, even though we, we kind of go back to it. Like, he doesn't call the plays. He doesn't call the offense. And his lone job is to, like, call timeouts and throw the challenge flag and make sure the team's prepared. So he doesn't do a ton on game day. Um you know, so so again, I think at times, you know, like the coach of the year stuff, I thought was a little ridiculous for him. Even though, again, I know they won a bunch of games with their backup quarterback, but if Dan Quinn isn't the defensive coordinator, if Mike Nolan's the defensive coordinator, how many teams, how many games does this team win when Dak Prescott isn't there scoring, you know, 30, 40 points a game? So not to discredit Mike McCarthy, but I just think at times he probably gets a little too much credit. And then at times he probably gets a little too much hate. So, He's kind of, he's kind of just the middle of the pack guy for me that I don't like to give too much credit to, and I don't like to crush him too much because I feel like 
what he does as the head coach doesn't require a whole lot of praise and it doesn't require a whole lot of hate. Um, so I'm not really worried about Mike McCarthy. I'm not really worried about Kellen Moore. I guess you can say from previous, you know, big games, you could worry about Mike's in-game decision-making as far as when to kick, when to go, you know, when to call timeout, when to challenge, whatever that is. Um, that is a little bit concerning. Like I said, it, it not a big thing by any means, but the third and or the, the play to CD land before halftime where Brent Maher kicked the 60 yarder. Um, the weird thing about that play, which I know there's been a lot of discussion about that because, you know, it was challenged after the kick was made. McCarthy did call timeout after that completion, which then gave New York or the officials time to want to review that, which is also weird because you normally wouldn't want to call timeout. You know, it was out of bounds. So you, you know, the clock stopped, whatever that is. He called timeout and just kind of gave them time to take a look at that. Um, and also, you just you really don't want to call timeout and ice your own kicker. So that was a little, like I said, it's little things like that. I think he can improve at and get better at. Um, but I wouldn't say it's a concern for me. Neither is Kellen Moore. Some of the other things we got, um, again, a lot of it is consistent, staying consistent, no consistency, still can't stop the run. Health, I think, is one to kind to uh, talk about. You know, you're, you're seeing now you got Micah Parsons dinged up. You got Demarcus Lawrence dinged up. Um, you got, you know, Tyron Smith coming back, but can he stay healthy? Anthony Barr's dinged up. So you got some guys kind of dinged up. No one's dealing with anything major right now. Um, so, I mean, yeah, anytime you – you know, if you say that an important player gets hurt, that's going to be a concern. But their health right now really doesn't concern me because I feel like, if anything, they're going to get healthier with Tyron Smith coming back, possibly a guy like James Washington coming back. Um, you know, you, you're, you're right now, you, I don't think you can expect Jordan Lewis to come back at any point this year. So you're probably where you're at with corner. Um, but I think with Tyron Smith coming back, that could be a huge – if he's able to stay healthy and be 100% and play, that could be a huge advantage for the offensive line and the offense as a whole going forward, um, which we talked about a lot – that a lot today with Tyler Smith. You know, they pretty much came out and said when Tyron Smith healthy, he's going to go back to left tackle and Tyler Smith will move to left guard. Um, they got him some work in that game at that. He looked good. Jason Peters looked good, too. So you, you feel really comfortable about your depth on the offensive line. Um, once Tyron Smith gets back, you know, that would put Connor McGovern as a, as a you know reserve role, which means you got good depth at left tackle with Jason Peters, at left guard and right guard with Connor McGovern. Um, you know, and then Jason Peters could probably swing over and play right tackle if something were to happen to Terrence Steele or Tyler Smith could. So, I feel like they 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 they're in good shape health wise or in good shape depth wise on the offensive line. The last concern for me, which I was kind of surprised I didn't see more of it, um, and it's just one the last talking point I want to touch on was wide receiver. Um, we've heard a lot about Odell Beckham Jr. Um, you know, Michael Gallup seems to be getting better. Um, I still think there's some hesitancy there to really you know let it go full stride um but 
he seems to be making some more explosive plays. He seems to be feeling a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more confident in his body and his abilities, and that's good. But I just think this team needs a Odell Beckham-like receiver if Odell Beckham is healthy and you know can still play at a high level. And we're not we're not asking Odell Beckham to be prime Odell Beckham. We're not asking Odell Beckham to be what he was for the Rams last year, who was a good player down the stretch and in the playoffs. But if Odell can bring some of that explosiveness that he's had for so long, you know, with the Giants, with the Rams at short stints uh, last year, that just makes this offense more dangerous because that's the one thing this offense does lack is explosive plays from the passing game. They had two of them last week. Um, well, they had, I think they had three explosive plays, which is over 20 yards or more. Um, the throw to CD Lamb, um, and then they throw to Tony Pollard that was thrown behind the line of scrimmage that he ran for 30 yards on. Can't really bet on that happening so much that a guy's going to take a 30-yard dump off to the house and then the the big play, 58-yard, whatever it was, on third and 14, uh, the long pass to Tony Pollard. Um so when all your explosive plays are coming from your running back in the passing game, that's telling me you're lacking some explosiveness at the receiver position. Um, I think Odell can provide that. So that's my probably – honestly, that might be my biggest concern is if they get in a shootout with Philadelphia, if they get in a shootout with San Francisco, do you have the horses at receiver, tight end, that if you got to go away from the run and try to put up points, can you do it? Um, can you have consistent explosives in the passing game to score points with some of these teams that do? And San Francisco's got a good defense. Philly's got a good defense. Can you put up explosive plays through the air against some of these better defenses? And that's just with CD Lamb is your one, Michael Gallup is your two, and Noah Brown is your three. I don't have a lot of faith in that in the playoffs, cold weather hostile environment, you know, against some good offenses and good defenses. So I just I think you gotta find a way to make that offense just a little bit more explosive and a little bit more dynamic. And I think Odell does that. Um and there's a way to like I said, you can go get him. You can you can you can help improve a big area of concern in my opinion with a player who can do it. Like I said, he's you know he's had two ACL injuries. Is he healthy? You know, that's going to be – they're supposed to be meeting, visiting after Thanksgiving. That's going to be the first order of business. If he's healthy, um, then I think that you'll see something materialize. And, and I think that there's a really good chance he ends up in Dallas. Um, I think, you know, I've, I've been on record kind of before it came out, but I think that he would like to return to New York, but New York's kind of slipping away. You know, they, they got crushed by the Lions last week. They haven't played great football here coming up. So you go beat the Giants on Thursday and sh- kind of show their true colors. Um, and then you get with, with Odell after Thanksgiving and, and check his health and sell him what this could be. I think that that would, that would clear up one of the bigger concerns for me, and that's just the wide receiver depth and – explosive plays from the passing game um the consistency stuff we're just gonna have to wait and see they're gonna have to prove us 
Um, they're going to have to prove it to us that, that they can get going on both sides of the ball and do it at a consistent level against good teams. Um, the, the injuries, you know, I think you can kind of knock on wood right now that, that they're not super banged up. They should be getting some players back. That can help. Um, and then rug defense, I just think, it, again, as silly as it sounds, it just goes back to doing your job. We've heard J. Ron Kerr say it. We've heard some of the defensive leaders step up and say it. It's just not – it's not a coaching thing. It's not a go sign this guy thing. It's a – you have to play assignment sound football. You can't rush up the field. You can't hunt sacks. There's times and places to hunt sacks. There's time and places to play run defense. It's not even run defense. Just playing smart sign to sound, uh, assignment sound football. So, but yeah, we thought, you know, with, with the bye week come and gone with one of the better wins of the season, we talk about some of the things that after a win like that, it's, it's easy to forget about some of the issues your team's had for most of the year might have going forward. So we wanted to bring them to light a little bit, talk about them and, and see if they're legit things or if they're things that you think that we think this team can overcome. And, I, and truly I do think, the consistency thing and the wide receiver depth are the two ones to me. Um, like I said, you can go sign Odell Beckham and that fix that fixes the wide receiver depth and explosive plays. And the consistency thing is they're just going to have to prove it. Um, they're going to have to come out Thursday, start there, punch them in the mouth. They're going to have to come out the week later against Indianapolis, show that they can stop the run and be consistent on both sides of the ball. So they're going to have a couple of – you know, tough opponents. We saw the Colts play the Eagles real tough. You know, while the, we don't think the Giants are a, as good as the record indicates, they're still a pretty pretty strong football team that can that can cause some problems, kind of pain in the ass to play. So they'll have a good couple tests over here over a couple of weeks to really prove to us their consistency and who they are uh, in the NFC. And we'll be back then to talk about it. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for, again, this was a, solo man podcast and without your question you know not really questions but without your engagement these are always hard to do so we do appreciate you guys um helping us fill a a episode this week it's been a it's been a busy football season for all of us we got a lot of people um really rolling on the podcast front make sure you've subscribed to the blogging the boys podcast feed on whatever podcast platform you're listening to we have a ton of different shows. You have one to two shows every day, Monday through Saturday, I think it is. Um, I think they do a game recap on Sunday as well. So you pretty much can subscribe to the Blogging Boys podcast feed and get Cowboys content in podcast format every day of the week, at least once, if not twice. So what more could you want as a Cowboys fan? Um, so many different voices, so many different opinions. It's just a ton of fun. So we appreciate you guys listening. Make sure you're following along. Uh, subscribing to those feeds, checking out everybody's content on Blogging Boys. We appreciate you guys so much. We'll see you guys next time. Talking to Star Podcast. See you then.